thank you for the entrance into your word that gives us light. Holy Spirit, speak to us tonight. Open our hearts. We reject hardness of heart. We reject all ideas that are not from you. And Lord, we open our, word, our hearts to your word. Give us grace to obey and to hold on to what you've given us in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How many books do we have in the Bible? Shaman, be quiet. No, kidding. <laughs> 66 books in the Bible. Now, what book of the Bible is considered, I mean, what book of the Old Testament is considered the gospel of the Old Testament? Isaiah. How many chapters are in Isaiah? How many chapters are in Isaiah? Isaiah? 66 chapters. Angela, you're cheating. <laughs> All right. I believe that uh, I've just found out that it was kind of unique to find out that the chapters, number of chapters in Isaiah is 66. And uh, we have 66 books of the Bible. And if you read through the book of Isaiah, he talks a lot about Jesus, about his death on the cross. Uh, he describes it, talks about him, I, even I, I am the Savior. Beside me, there is no other Savior. You can go through the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, about the virgin, uh, his name being called Emmanuel. It's really a book talking about Jesus. And uh, it's unique that there we have 66 chapters in that book. But I want to go to the 66th chapter. I know I don't have it there. And give you something here that is so important. For us as believers, please, I will really want you to latch on to this because it's very important to the Lord and to us and our prosperity and our spiritual lives. It's so important. If you read in verse 1, God says, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? We're talking about building a sanctuary. Yeah, the sanctuary, that's not really for God. It's for us to be able to gather and worship God and do God's ministry. But we're not building a house for God. God says, I have made all of those things. Uh, He says, and where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made. And all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, look, all of these great things that God has made, you're not making a sanctuary for him, that's no big deal. You can do all you want to do, serve the way you want to serve, it doesn't really matter. He did all of those things, he's behind all of this, but he says, but on this one, that's one person, will I look with a whole lot of favor. On him who is poor and of a contrite spirit. In spite of all of these great things that God has made. The heavens, throne, the earth, his footstool, all of that. But on this very one person will I look. And everything else doesn't matter to God. But this one person with a contrite, contrite heart. But on this one will I look. And when God is looking your direction, your direction for something good that you're doing, I mean, you're going to be loaded with favor. Things will just work. But on this one will I look. On him who is poor and of a contrite spirit. And you can read the scriptures. How important. And who trembles at my word. Now, trembling at God's word is so important. I don't think we understand, you know, we come to church, and that's I'm including myself, you understand? We hear God's word, and we say, that's nice. And we never look at, you know, what to do with what we've just heard. And sometimes we make assumptions, and we don't realize by these little things that we overlook, he's saying you didn't really consider his word to tremble at his word. 
So every time you hear some kind of instruction from God's word and you really consider it. And if you haven't been doing it, you say, my goodness, how, how did I miss out on that? It may not be sin. Not a sinful thing. Many times we are too focused on sin. That's, that's called sin consciousness. We're talking about something that we can do to better our lives, our lot in the kingdom of God. To be able to accomplish more for the kingdom of God, for our God that we love, our God, to please Him. And when you have that kind of heart, a contrite heart, that, you know, once you hear the word, you go down and say, oh my God, I missed it. Just like David. I missed it. Wow, how did I miss this? And it could be just in a simple thing. It could be just God directing your mind. You are for overlooked, you know, giving to orphans, helping them. And if God brings that, you've seen the word. Okay, what do I do now? I need to obey that. You read in, 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 in God really works with these things if you really consider. You pick a scripture and decide you really want to fulfill that scripture. And guess who is behind it? Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, you remember the scripture, Judas had gone, and they were meeting and praying, waiting for the day of Pentecost. He said, Peter stood among them and said, this scripture needs to be fulfilled. He knew this scripture. He said, Judas had part with us. Now he's gone. We need somebody to replace him. Because the Bible talked about 12. I know some ministers will tell you, well, Paul, Peter missed it because he, they selected Matthias, but God picked Paul. You're wrong. Read the scriptures. It says Matthias became one of the apostles and actually stood as an apostle, and God was using him and endorsed him as an apostle. What happened? They saw the word of God and decided they were going to do something about it, and the Holy Ghost was with them. That is trembling at God's word. When you hear the word, act on it. Because God is going to give the result. I, I told my wife, there's only one thing that's important to me. And there's a lot of scriptures to remember, a lot of things to memorize, some scriptures and all of that. That's good. But first, above all of that, I assure my heart, there is a God. God is. That settles everything for me. Now, because I know there is God... I know this is his word. I believe this book. So whatever I read in this book, coming from him, he is. He's going to fulfill his word. That settles it for me. I don't have to strive anymore. I just depend on this book. He looks with great favor in the whole universe. He sees all of the stars, the, the earth and everything. He sees all of it. Their brightness, their glory, and all of that. But the one that really gets his attention is the one that trembles at his word. The one who, when they know, they see the word, and they know maybe they've missed it a little bit. So, oh my God. And they turn. You may have God in your room that night speaking to you for just a little adjustment. It's called repentance, but just a little adjustment in your heart. I don't care how... How much is this is going to cost me? I'm going to do something about this. And while you are thinking of it, guess who is listening? Him. Him. And he visits you. And sometimes it starts with a little thought. And he takes it from there. And the Holy Spirit begins to open up and begins to tell you stuff. And show you stuff. Not to condemn you, but to put you in the path for your destiny. It's so important. So very important. It's, it's more than just going to church. It's a question of obeying. If we are willing and obedient, we will eat of the good of, of the land. So tonight, I'm going to start. It's going to be kind of a series, I hope. I want to... <laughs> uh, seven biblical principles for success. Seven biblical principles for success. Just seven. I'm sure there are a whole bunch of them. <laughs> but these are the ones I found. But just seven that I think will really help us and help me 
just finding this and latching on to them and deciding I'm going to obey God. I've heard the word. I'm going to do exactly what it says. I will do what it takes in my own ability. But that's combined with God's ability. First thing is just willingness. Your willingness is your ability. There's nothing else you can give. Just your willingness. That's your ability. After you're willing, then God takes over from there. He'll help you. So I'm going to go with seven biblical principles for success. And uh, the very first one, first principle, is with everything that you've got. And this is from the word. With everything, as long as you are on this earth. And I'm encouraging you, with everything that you've got, search for wisdom. And search for understanding. The Bible commands us to do this. Search for wisdom and search for understanding. Make, don't just search. Make sure you find wisdom. Make sure you find understanding. Many of us have not, probably including myself, we have not even thought about searching for wisdom. We haven't thought about it. It's not occurred to us that there is a thing that we can search for, to find, that will help us in this life, both in our Christian work and in our work with God. It's so important in our work with our fellow men. And in every area of life, we need wisdom. God says to search for this. Now look, in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13 and I'm going to read through 17. It says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. What that is saying, no one is born with wisdom. Not the kind of wisdom God is talking about. When the scripture speaks, he's speaking to everybody. So if some people are born with it, then this scripture will be wrong to say we have to find wisdom. This kind of wisdom you were not born with. We have to look for this wisdom. You have to seek for something to find it, right? That's what the Bible is saying. Happy, you are a blessed person is the same word. You are blessed if you find wisdom. That means you were looking for it. And many of us have not even thought about this. To go search for wisdom. Where do I find it? What is wisdom? How do I know I've got wisdom? It says, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Now, once you find wisdom, you will begin to gain understanding. If you don't understand that, then let's think about what happened to Solomon. Solomon needed wisdom. God gave him wisdom when he had a lot of understanding about life, about the issues of life. When you find wisdom, you gain understanding. So you have to find wisdom. There is a searching for wisdom. And if you haven't searched, you haven't been anywhere. You need to search tonight. That's why I read the first scripture. You tremble at this word. You make up your mind. I am going to search for this. If I don't understand what this is, God, you reveal it to me. I need to know what this is. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding for our process. The reason why God wants you to have wisdom and have understanding is because of what it's going to bring to your life. Our proceeds are better than the profits of silver and again than fine gold. This is much better. Yes, you will gain, you will profit in silver, you will gain gold. But if you, have, if, if you have wisdom, your wisdom will not only bring this to you, but more. What you got is better than the profit you get from gold or from, from silver. He says in verse 15, she is more precious than rubies. He, this is such a precious commodity. It's not easily found. It comes from God. But you have to search for it. Knock. And the door will be open. Seek and you will find. Okay. So she is more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. 
That's talking about wisdom. You can desire what? You can even desire airplanes. You can't compare it with this. No matter what you gain on this earth, getting wisdom is above all. That's why the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Number one. On this earth, as long as we live on earth, wisdom is number one. If you have this, you can have anything else that you want on earth. You can have it. The more you have of it, the more you have on the, of the things of the earth. And the more understanding you have about God, about life, about everything. Wisdom. From God. Nothing. He says, and all the things you may desire, all the things you may desire as a human being cannot be compared to this. And we want this, we want that. God saying, you, what you really need to desire above everything, wisdom. You need this first. This is above all of it. Nothing. And then he tells you, not only that, he'll give you length of days. It's in our right hand. When you have this, you're going to live long. If that's not true, then God is not telling us the truth. And that's not possible. God always speaks the truth. If you have this wisdom God is talking about, you search for it, you're going to live here. I mean, you live quality life. When God talks about length of days, he's not talking about living life long but in misery. This quality of life from God. That's what he's talking about. You can have that. Is this available to everyone? Yes. Everyone who's willing to search for wisdom. It's available. That's why it's written in the book, in the word of God. Everyone can have this. Everyone can have this. That's the truth. It just depends on how much you want it. And how willing you are to search for this. And if you are, God is going to give it to you. He's a respecter of no one. He'll give to you. But are you searching? Do you really desire this? The desires of a righteous man shall be granted. Do you desire wisdom? God will give it to you. Length of days is in her right hand. And her left hand riches and honor. That means she will never suffer disgrace on the earth. Never. God will not, you can't have wisdom and suffer disgrace. Don't the wisdom God is talking about, you can't. It will deliver to you riches and honor in this life. And God cannot lie. This is a key principle. We need to go after this with all of our heart. The Bible tells us it's the principal thing. Uh, he says in verse 17, a ways of ways of pleasantness. It's just the ways of wisdom. And all our paths are peace. Everything you do, peace. Your children, you have a lot of peace there. Your wife, your husband, your home, that's one path, peace. All are paths. Your spiritual life, your relationship with God, peace. Everything you touch, peace. Because of the wisdom of God. Every area of life, all our path, everything. Just peace. Peace, the word shalom, that's prosperity. Success, everything. When you got this, if you go this path, you got shalom. <laughs> A lot of peace and comfort and prosperity. You turn the other path, it's still the path of wisdom. All parts of life, shalom. That's what he's saying. That's why the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4, 7, that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. <laughs> so you're not born with it. You need to get it. Where God will not tell you to get something that you can't get. God will not ask you to go after something, just search in vain. You can never find it. If you seek, you will find. So I need to, you know, settle it in my mind. I am going in search of this wisdom that God is talking about. Whatever it is, I need it. I'm going to search for it. Just as we search for the Holy Ghost. How many of you have seen the Holy Ghost before? That you sought for Him to be filled by Him. Did you receive? Oh, yes, you did. The same way God will give you wisdom if you search for it. And then he'll make all your path, all the paths in your life, 
paths of shalom. We really need to start believing God because we have a lot of work to do. We have a great work to do. Every one of us. We have a great work to do. If you don't have this wisdom, your God will be too small. What you can allow in your life. But if you have this type of wisdom, then your God is really great. There's nothing he he cannot do. So, how do we obtain this wisdom? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) There's really only one way to get wisdom from God. His word. His word. No other way. Jesus has become to us the wisdom of God. And that's why I read the first scripture in Isaiah. When you tremble before God's word and decide. That's a lot. Of, to do something and change your way based on what you've heard. You got, you've, in that area, you have received a lot of wisdom. You know, I said it here before. I used to listen to people preaching about against prosperity. They talk about name it, claim it, and all of that. I hated those words. Grab it. I didn't like to hear that. I didn't want to be a part of that. I didn't even search what was being preached. I just assumed I don't want to do it. I don't want anything to do with those people, and I'm not going to listen to what they're saying. And guess what? I paid the price for it. I want to examine what, what they are saying. What they are saying is coming from the word of God. If it's from the word of God, I got no choice. I got to tremble at this word. They're speaking the truth. Where have I been? How come they, find, they found this and I didn't? And I've been a Christian for more than 10 years. Where have I been? God, help me. Open my eyes. I need to know about this thing. It's part of your precept. I need to know. I need to know. I'm not going to reject any part of your word. Because the part of God's word that you reject will reject you. That part of God's word that you argue with will argue with your life. So I got to, I got to be open. As long as you can show me a few scriptures. For me, my wife will tell you two or three. I'm, that's okay for me. I, I'm, I'm ready to go. I want to obey that. So you can have confidence in life. That your future is going to be good. No matter what happens. I can have confidence that God is with me. You just don't gain that confidence. You can't manufacture it. You can't conjure it into your life. It just doesn't happen. It is deposited into your heart with understanding from God. Because you have received words of wisdom from God. And now you got words of wisdom in your heart and it develops into a lot of understanding and then you are established. Wisdom is the principal thing. It says get it. And with all you're getting, get understanding as well. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. It says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you. He's not talking about ten commandments. He's still talking about his words. If you receive my words. If you receive my words and treasure what I've told you. Make, let it be such a precious thing in your heart. Within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom. So wisdom is speaking, it's God's word. You are inclining your ear to wisdom, and when you treasure it in your heart, guess what? You get understanding. And then you profit according to God's word. You profit. You will profit. God cannot lie. Usually, I I say it the negative way. If this doesn't happen, God is a liar. That's wrong to say because God is not a liar. God has spoken and he stands by his word. We have to believe the word of God. This book is the truth. We can live by it. It will work. 
Sometimes, let me tell you something, it's a key principle with God. When you make up your mind today that you're going to test this word, he's going to try you. He'll seem as if the word is failing to see whether you'll change your mind. And many Christians do. Once it doesn't work immediately, they change their mind. It's like, <laughs> you can't deal with God like, you know, going to McDonald's. Get the fast food. God is going to test to see if you really study. Because he says in his word, he who puts his hands on the plow and looks back, has he? It's not fit for the kingdom. He's not saying you're not going to heaven. You can't really be used. God cannot really give himself to you. I was quoting a scripture to Angela. He says in John that many believed on him after the feast, but he, Jesus didn't give himself to them because he knew what was a man. Why? He gave himself to the apostles, right? He called them friends and opened up to them. They were tested. At this stage, he asked them, you want to go back? You want to go, you, you want to go away as well? They said, no, we don't have, we can't go anywhere. We'll stay with you. He said, opening up to them. He'll test us. He'll test us to see whether we will stay with his word. Receive my words. Treasure my command within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. When you're listening, you are truly applying your heart to understanding. You're really gaining the wisdom of the universe, the wisdom that created all things. When you begin to do that, when you tremble at his word, and God is looking towards you because you're doing that. He says, on this one will I look. In spite of everything, the one who trembles at my word. Nowadays you hear Christians, you say, well, that's, that's this here word that's written from the word. You're reading the scripture, they've already made up their mind. That's not for me, that's the preacher's opinion. Well, if he's coming from that book, I'm sorry. You just rejected Christ. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Everything. It's not the preacher's opinion. Not when they are reading the scripture. It's like the story I heard about this uh, woman in a uh, um, denominational church. Well, this is one of them. <laughs> but uh, they didn't believe certain things. And she was, Pastor had invited this uh, preacher to come and preach. And she knew he, uh, he was going to be preaching on something that she believed that the church shouldn't believe in. And no one should preach from their pulpit. And she came ready. And the guy got up and opened his Bible and started reading a passage that bothered in this area. And she stood up and said, we don't believe, we don't believe any of that stuff in this church. We don't believe it. She was yelling at him. She said, ma'am, ma'am, please, uh, I haven't said anything. I'm just reading the scripture. She said, I don't care what you're reading. We don't believe that. <laughs> she doesn't care whether you're reading it from the Bible you explain she's, she had a mind made up. You can never live a life like that. You just need to open up and try going to the other way because none of us really know. This is the only road map. And if you miss it, you have no second chance. You leave the consequence here, you leave the consequence over there. I want to do what is right. So the book, this is what gives us wisdom. Is the word of God. Proverbs 2, 6 and 7 says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth. How does God give wisdom? <laughs> you want the wisdom that will bring profit to you? He comes from his mouth. The words that he has spoken. This is how to get wisdom. Just following the word, treasuring it in your heart, and believing in it, Possibly telling him, I believe what you've said, even if it contradicts your life. I remember when we started the Ark Fellowship, I believe Ines will know this. I think probably for the first uh, two months or so, I spoke on prosperity. <laughs> we were so poor, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I think Jim can confirm that too. <laughs> Uh, we needed help. We really needed financial help. You know, my first suit, one of the first suit, the church bought for me because, <laughs> you remember that arena? They felt sorry for me and they bought me a suit. <laughs> that was how tough it was. 
And that, those were the times I was still preaching on prosperity. They were buying me a suit. Because I was fully convinced the word of God is the truth. I repent. And I'm going the other way. I don't care what the denomination believes. I stay with what I see from the word of God. God will give you what you believe. Be it unto you according to your faith. This is the wisdom that comes from the word. So when you open up, then the Holy Spirit said, I've been waiting for a long time to teach you about this area. Are you ready? And then it begins to flood your mind with wisdom. And once you gain the wisdom and the understanding, nothing can stop you anymore. Things will just begin to happen. Things will begin to happen. Amen? And your heart is not in it. You know why? Because the real treasure is this. Amen? These are just material things. Those are fulfillment of what God says in his word. That means there's something deeper going on in your heart, in your relationship with God. So you're asking God, give me more. I need to know more. I need more understanding. Amen? So important. There's power in the word of God. The truth is in the word of God. The power, the light. You know, when Satan operates, he operates in darkness, right? That's all he likes. He loves darkness. But once you introduce light, darkness cannot comprehend light. That's what the Bible says. He's got to give in. He has to give up and just live your life. And once light comes, then comes life. So any area of your life that's dying, once you apply the wisdom of God, comes alive. Amen? It comes alive. But many times the, the, the trick of the enemy is to help, help make us you know, wonder for a period of time, maybe two years, you're still wondering. How long will it take you to wonder? Why not just make up your mind what you want to believe? Elijah asked the, the Israelites, how long would you stand between two opinions? Well, go one way. If you want to believe the word of God, well, go all the way. Take the risk. If you can call it risk. But God will not fail in his word. That's my confidence. If I die, let me die believing this book. That's it. And if I'm making a mistake, God, you reveal it to me. I want to know. I just want the truth. I don't want to get up there and find, find out that I've left a lot of things out that would have benefited my life and my family and those around me. I don't want to get up there. Proverbs 4, verse 4 and 5. It says, He also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. So it's his words. Let your heart retain my words. What's that saying? Many times people don't let. We are to let. You see, God is not the one responsible for it. You are responsible. Let your heart retain my word. You hear a word, before long you're forgotten. And you're doing, the, you're doing exactly the same thing you were doing before you heard the word. You didn't tremble at his word. He's not looking to you. He's not looking your direction. He's concerned with those who, are, who have trembled. That's why you can have a whole congregation and everyone listening to the same message and studying the same. Some are prospering, others are still arguing with the word. I think the time when we come, when we come to the place where we become like children, it will be much better for us. When we just accept whatever he says and start acting on it, no question. And I guarantee you this, even when you, when you become like as a child and you begin to go the wrong way, guess what? Your father will correct you gently too because he knows your heart is right. He'll slowly bring you back saying, son, this is the way. He won't leave you out there. These things are true and they work. They do work. I know they do. And it's, it's best for us when we are trying to believe in these things and things are still difficult. Because then you have a testimony for your future. 
But you got to start somewhere. Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. It's not saying keep his commandments. Now when we hear the word command, we're going to commandments. No. Keep my words. That's what he's saying. Jesus said it. If you love me, you keep my words. That's the commandments talking about. Keep his words. Retain his words in your heart. Then get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget. Nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Is that important what you hear? Don't forget it. Don't turn away. You have wisdom. So that's the first principle. It's so important. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. How often? Day and night. That you may know to do them. And then, only then, because after you've meditated in the word, and the word is gone into your spirit, you have retained wisdom and understanding. Then you now reap the profit. Then you make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. It's only through the word. And the word, you see, that's why God is not partial. Everyone has the word. What do you want to do with the word? So wisdom is something you can actually decide, I'm going to search after it. And let's not think it's something you can just keep searching that you don't know. It's here in the word. You just take the word. As you read, you change your mind. I'm going to do this. I'm going to believe this. And you start talking about it. And God will begin to work in that area of life. I don't know how many years I talked about healing. And nothing was happening. So many years. From, the t- from my days in Georgia, I was talking a lot about healing. Studying that thing. Believing it. Arguing with my fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord about healing. And all of this. Sometimes I offended people because I refused to change. And if you taught Sunday school and said something contrary to healing, we will have a fight in that Sunday school class. I used to do that. I made everybody uncomfortable, not willingly, but I didn't want anybody to to turn me the other way. I, I, I knew there was something in this. I needed God to show me something. It was years later before I started seeing it, my heart's desire, what I really wanted to see with my eyes. And then God connected me with all kinds of people, books and stuff to help me go and believe the things that I want to believe. When you tremble at his word. Key scripture. Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. That bugged me. If Jesus was the same, what's happening to my generation? What's happening to me? How come I don't see Jesus the same like he was in Bible days? I need to see him. God is no respecter of persons. So why am I like this? And that bothers me. I got to search. Amen. Second principle. Make room for mercy and truth. In all you do. How many of us would like to have high esteem in the sight of God? That God This is God Almighty. How many of us would like to have favor constantly from God? Well, if you need that in your life, these two things you need. Mercy and truth. We need those two things. In everything you do, you need mercy and truth. Now, what I find in the body of Christ, sometimes people lean towards mercy. And all they want is mercy, mercy. Just let's show mercy. And they want to overlook certain things, just mercy. They forget the other part, which is truth. When you do that, you destroy the life, you destroy your life. Those two have to go together. And sometimes all they want to do is truth. They just quote scriptures at you. (laughs) I used to do that too. I hope I'm not doing it anymore. They just quote scriptures at you. They're telling you truth. Truth, but no mercy. 
it won't work. It drives them away. It doesn't work for anybody. We need those two. Mercy and truth. In everything that you do, everything that we do. If you do this, you will find favor with God. No doubt. You will find favor. No, no. Favor from God is God doing for you what you can, cannot do for yourself. He's just doing things for you. You don't deserve, he just starts doing things because you find favor in his sight. He loves being around you. Not because you're special, more special than the others. He just loves being around you. Because this principle, this is God. Mercy and truth. They work. Let me read scripture to you so it won't just be me speaking. Proverbs 3 verse 3. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Don't let it forsake you. That means you can actually let mercy, not just mercy, but mercy and truth. You can actually let one of them go and be satisfied with the other. He will work. You need both of them. Don't let mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. That means you need it every day. In everything you do, everywhere you're going, you need both mercy and you need truth. At all times. <coughs> Excuse me. Write them in the tablets of your heart. <laughs> That's mercy and truth. Write them in the tab- tablets of your heart. And so, when you do this, you'll find favor. You want favor? you find favor. And find high esteem in the sight of God and man. And God cannot lie. So I see these words and I'm saying, what, do they, what does that mean? I need to apply it. I want to know that you're searching for understanding. And God will give you understanding. And as you walk your life, in your daily life, you're doing things, he's going to be teaching you. This is it. This is it. You need to put the two together. Once you start doing that and you apply, you tremble at his word, I believe things will begin to happen. You'll find favor. Many times we just hear words, it's like a good sermon. I don't want a good sermon. Just for a good sermon's sake. I want something that's going to change my lot in this life. That's the issue. Show me what I can do to change my life. Amen? That's what I want. So mercy and truth. You'll find favor in God's sight. And definitely you will. If you apply yourself to his word, you will find that favor. You're looking for favor from God. It will come. God cannot lie. And you find high esteem in the sight of God. Jesus said to the Pharisees, because they were only staying on the path of truth, they had no mercy. And they couldn't see what the people were going through. They stayed with truth. He said, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mercy is so important. But you need truth as well. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 10 it says this, and it says, all the paths, now we're talking about paths again, of the Lord are what? Mercy and truth. Everything that God does. If God's going to work in your life, He's going to go through a path, right? In that path, all His paths, mercy, mercy and truth, you got those. And if you have those, you have favor with Him. And then you also have um, high esteem in his side. He says to keep, to, to search as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Are you wanting to keep his covenant and his testimonies? All he needs, all his paths, whatever you want to do, mercy and truth. Sometimes people do certain things wrong in the church. You can't deal with everybody the same. Sometimes people want me to kill the person. <laughs> Chase them out of our church. You know, they are causing us so much trouble. Well, uh, first, you're following after truth, but there is mercy. But sometimes it's, it doesn't really matter. It's okay. When they are not repenting, you need to do, go to the side of truth. Because you're not going to help them. Some people get hard because you can tell this person doesn't really care. 
they, what they're, by what they're doing, they justify it, they're going their way. This is let it be. You're not helping the person. Let's just show mercy. You're not helping. You're not helping them. And God knows you are not walking in the path of mercy and truth. You're just staying with mercy. It's not going to work. Sometimes they need truth. They need, to, they need to know, brother, this is wrong. You know, or sister, this is, you can't do this. These days I'm hearing some crazy stuff that's really making me angry. A married Christian man has girlfriends. Not one. And it doesn't bother him. I'll whack you with a two by four. <laughs> and then repent later. But if they are repenting and they want out, I won't go in truth, but it's mercy now. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's mercy now. Let me show mercy. God is with you. I'm with you, brother. Don't worry about it. God will forgive you. God will bring you deliverance. But if it doesn't matter, it's okay. God will forgive me. No repentance. Uh-uh. I wanted to let you know some truth here, brother. Let's go to the area of truth because you are not helping it. And if you are the one ministering, you won't find favor in God's side. If you're leaning on one side and forgetting the other side, God knows he can't do business with you. You don't have understanding. Because mercy and truth, they go together. All is path, path, all of them. Uh, Psalm 85 verse 10, mercy and truth have met together Righteousness and peace have kissed. <laughs> when you have mercy and peace, you see the scripture talking about mercy and truth. These two, God says, bind these things around your neck. This is the way I'm going to live my life. This is the path of life. You follow that, you have, you have favor with God. And God will hold you in high esteem. I look for scriptures like this. And pray them to the Lord. Please help me. I want to hold on. I need you, God. I didn't beg him to say that. These things. He said it. And he meant it. I want to follow through. I tremble at his word. And I'll get it. In the sight of men. And in, with God. Let me read one more scripture in this area. Just to you know, put everything together. Proverbs 16 verse 6. And he says, In mercy and truth... Atonement is provided for iniquity. Not just one. <laughs> Both mercy and truth, that's what provides atonement. You, for the person to be free, delivered, you need those two. You can't go one way and leave the other. You can't just say, it doesn't matter, this is the way it is, and you're okay, we understand. No, I don't understand. If they're not really repenting, they don't want out, I need to give them the truth. Now, if they're going the other way, I need to have mercy. Because they already have truth. All I need is to show mercy so that they can go. It says, in mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. So God blesses when we go this path. Amen. I have five more to go (laughs) please stand up with me tonight we're going to close thank you Jesus sometimes all we need to do is know what to do what do I do you heard the word of God you don't want to be a forgetful hearer see because it's like a man looking at himself in the mirror and then straight away he forgets. He says, that kind of person is not going to get anything from God. Yeah. But if you are not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of what you heard, you take it to heart. Not because some men preach it, but because you saw it from the word of God. That means you have trembled before his God. He looks on you with a lot of favor. And if that's the case, things will begin to change in your life. Definitely. Things can change. In my life. Things can change in your life. If you apply these principles. Otherwise, it's just coming to church to waste time on a Wednesday night. It's not a wasted time. It's a precious time before God. 
And God will honor it. Not just because we're here, but because we took what we heard and applied it. Things can change. God can transform your life beginning tonight. And in two years' time, you look back to tonight and you're wondering, wow, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you're so grateful to him and you're doing it from the heart because you've seen his favor upon your life. Amen? That's what we want to tell God tonight. To give you grace, that's what we need to obey and to do what we have heard tonight. Now, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself also. I need God's favor. I need higher esteem before God. I want to do what his word says. I need the grace. Amen. Let's lift our hands to the Lord tonight. And please, you speak to the Lord. Maybe in your heart or, you know, you can speak silently to the Lord. But tell him what you want. Tell him what you want. And our God who is gathered with us according to his word. Where two or three are gathered together in my name. I'm there in the midst of them. He is here honoring us with his presence tonight to meet every need and i want you to believe his believe in his goodness believe in his ability to change situations to make miracles happen in your life to make a way through the wilderness to dry the sea so that you can walk through it that's the god we serve god says there is nothing impossible with him let's trust him not the words of man but the words of god who is with us god is and we can trust him and when we trust him we honor him and when we honor him he'll honor him god says i will honor those that have honored me how do you honor god you honor his word father in the name of jesus we love you thank you for your word thank you for transforming our lives today you said you are clean because of the words that i've spoken to you We believe we have been cleansed tonight. We believe we are clean tonight. And we believe that we are able to follow through with what we've heard from you. Because the words that you speak, they are spirit and they are life. And we receive your word tonight with thanksgiving in our hearts. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.